0: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com.
1: You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams.
2: Okay, you have some skill.
3: Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And, you know, i got to tell you, I love doing this show. It never gets old because I constantly find that my producers set me up with these really interesting guests. Today's show is no exception. We have two very interesting people. The first is a guy who's not a poker player, but he is an advantage blackjack player. Who has a boot camp set up and is a very interesting guy. We're going to talk to him about becoming a professional blackjack player, how it's within reach of we normal humans if we want to do it. And then we've got somebody who I can only describe as a woman that I think of as a Renaissance woman. This woman, Donna Fox, who's going to be our guest, has been a professional poker player, a broadcaster at many television stations. She's written a book. She has a line of cosmetics, and she is an excellent poker player with some tournament victories under her belt already. We're going to talk to Donna Fox, and then, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment with my producer, Dave Weishaddle. So stay tuned.
4: Doug, is it FanDuel commercial time? Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, it's been a tough year for fantasy football players. Suspensions, injuries, and flat-out busts are everywhere. It's time to leave those problems behind and get a brand-new team each and every week on FanDuel.com. Hey, Doug, who are you picking for the uh, Jets? Defense, offense, players, anyone? Oh, no. no. No? A wise Jets fan. He said no, people. You know who else is smart? Matt Nichols from Ohio. He turned a $25 deposit into over $25,000 playing fantasy football on FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is paying out more than $10 million every single week this NFL season, but you have to play to win, so sign up today. No season-long commitments and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. The new user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $200 bucks. That's up to 200 bucks free, people. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. But the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today with promo code HOC.
0: So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UGG. 866 i want Ug.
5: Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com.
3: Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure.
4: And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
5: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamAndEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number ten, free shipping on your entire order. That's ten free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before.
4: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley
0: Adams. Card player, gambler, scoundrel. you'd like. him.
3: Hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards. Uh, if you are a student of poker and of casino gambling, then you know that there are really only three serious ways that you can make money gambling in a casino. One of those of course is poker. Another is sports betting. And a third is the game of blackjack. Now this show is primarily a poker show, but every now and again, we try to bring in experts in the other two areas of advantage play, uh, sports betting and blackjack and today we have a guest who is an expert card counter at blackjack he's made his living at it he has developed a training module he runs uh, courses boot camps and uh, we want to talk to him about blackjack as a potential source of income not just entertainment his name is colin jones colin are you there
2: i'm here thanks
3: thanks yeah, well, I'm happy to do it. You're doing us a favor. We're doing you a favor. That's the way the gambling world works. We scratch each other's backs. Um, introduce yourself to our listeners.
2: Sure. Um, I, uh, got into card counting kind of right out of college, um, over, over 10 years ago and, um, kind of stumbled into making a living at it, uh, ran a large scale team. Our team took, uh, close to $4 million from casinos over its duration. And, uh, now, now I have more fun training other people how to do it through our website.
3: Okay. Do you still play?
2: Uh, not, not too often. Uh, I, I hate to use the word retired from it because I still love taking money at casinos, but it's not it's not primary focus of mine.
3: Your primary focus now is developing this training method and uh, teaching people, or do you have some other gig that you do outside of the gambling world?
2: Um. I've, yeah. I've, I've got some. Uh, rental income and some other little less exciting things. But, uh, yeah, running the website has been a lot of fun the last couple of years. We we ran the team for a long time. There, there's a documentary about it. It's on Netflix and iTunes and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's uh, actually playing in casinos isn't as exciting at this point in my life.
3: Okay. So, you know, I've I spent a lot of time in casinos, uh, uh-huh. and I have thought about the possibility of broadening my repertoire from being an advantage poker player to being an advantage blackjack player. And yeah. a lot of questions come to my mind that I'd like to ask you about for those yeah. of our listeners who may be thinking about diversifying and learning how to count cards, uh, and whether or not it would make sense for them to, you know, go to a boot camp or, mm-hmm. or do even have as a goal being a professional card counter. So let me ask you yeah. why,
2: why, Be
3: a card counter. What is the advantage?
2: Yeah, there's different reasons to do it, Uh, some more valid than others. But um, I think a lot of people get into it just because it sounds fun and exciting. Um, There's a lot of ways to make money, and people that make money from poker might realize that there are other – there might even be easier or less emotionally taxing ways to make money than being a professional poker player. People do it because they enjoy it. It's the same with card counting. Um, that's not to say you can't make good money. We had many years where we made six figures, and there are guys out there today making six figures um, or or some even more than that. Um, really? Not, yeah. Well, there are card yeah.
3: counters that are earning for themselves over a million dollars a year? Well, that would be seven figures. Right. You said, you said uh, six figures and even more than that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And those guys are going to be really hard to pin Pin down they're probably it was funny you said there are three ways there are more ways than simply card counting that's true, uh, that's, true. that's true poker. that's true um and so some of those guys are doing a lot of stuff um but but what yeah. are the other ways
3: as long as we're on to that topic what would you say are the other ways
2: sure people don't really like talking about this too much um when we get into it a little bit we have an advanced boot camp where we talk a little bit about this but there are other advantage plays um some of them are at blackjack, some are at other table games, but, um, you know, one that some people have heard of is whole carding. Um, there are people that milk comps for large amounts of money. There are different unique plays um, that, that I probably don't have the time to get into right now. Um, but some of them, the last play I actually did was, so card counting is about a 1% edge. I, I did a, a play that was about a 9% edge. So What was that? Um, well, it was it was a side bet. Um, it was a, a beatable side bet at a blackjack game and in a random casino that we, me and a couple buddies heard about, and we said, "Hey, let's let's go see if we can you know beat it." And we crushed it for a couple weekends, and then they, you know, rec- even though I never gave a name, they recognized me. I'm pretty well known in my in my area, but um, but it, it was pretty easy to beat and pretty fun actually.
3: Well, that's great. I know that you know I've read uh, Sklansky's book about gambling for a living, and I. There are even websites that talk about different advantage plays and how you can extract money from everything, really. I mean, there are slot machines that occasionally have uh, positive EVs. There are certainly video poker machines, although not as many as there used to be. And there are ways of edging out some small amount of money, I suppose, in Baccarat. And uh, there are things you can do at PyGal with uh, teams of players. But in any event, let's talk about blackjack, which is your expertise You mentioned 1%. As a practical matter, if I decided to um, become a student of the game and I was good at it and I had a good mind and I was attentive and I didn't develop any leaks, uh, assuming the best rules that I could find in a standard casino, are we talking about just a 1% advantage as the maximum standard advantage that I could have over the house?
2: I'd say that's about average. There, okay. there, are, there can be larger... Advantages, and and you can also factor in comps and stuff like that. Um, one of the nice nice things about card counting um, is the scalability. Meaning, you know, I started with two thousand uh, dollars, grew it into a six figure bankroll, um, and you know, maybe initially I was making five bucks an hour. For my career, I've averaged three hundred dollars an hour. Um, so it's really scalable. But one of the other advantages is that. Uh, you know, you have the advantage. At poker, you know that you have the advantage when you've won more money than you've lost. And your advantage can change from day to day. If you're playing against players that are not very good, you've got the advantage that day. If the next day you go and the players are better than you, you might not have the advantage. With card counting, it's pretty black and white. You can actually we use software to know exactly what our expectation is based on the rules of the game we're planning, our bankroll size, bet spreads, stuff like that.
3: Right. That's assuming that the dealer and the house are not in any way interfering with a straight deal, right? Because there is yes. the possibility yeah. that you're getting cheated. But let's yes. assume that that's not going to happen in a standard yeah. casino. Okay, fair enough. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back.
4: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
0: The ambassador of poker.
4: Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com.
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. So you have a 1% advantage. So mm-hmm. without getting into the details of risk of ruin, if I wanted to have as my goal the ability to make $200,000 a year as a card counter, and I was prepared to work 40 or 50 hours a week toward that end, I um, mm-hmm what kind of a bankroll would I need to start with? I'm. I'm of course there are yeah. ways of accumulating a bankroll and growing your bankroll. But if I wanted to just get into it right now and match mm-hmm. my poker income, and I was a very successful poker player, what kind of a bankroll do I need to ride the roller coaster of variance in order for a 1% edge to produce for me, um, 150 to $200,000 a year playing 40 to 50. Yeah. Hours?
2: Um, that's, that's a good question. Um, with, without really doing all the calculations in my head right now um, my my gut is that if you had a hundred thousand dollar bankroll you'd you'd be in really good shape um, I think probably for someone that goes pro they, they, they'd want at least a fifty thousand dollar bankroll but you're talking about a large amount of play uh, you know you're talking 40 50 hours a week um, so you know that's that's kind of my gut but all that is dependent on How much risk you're willing to take on? I'm assuming if you're playing 40, 50 hours a week, you really want low risk because you don't want to, you know, tap out. But that's kind of my my gut answer. I can, you know, crunch the numbers for you and have a more specific answer. Okay,
3: but we're not talking about needing a million dollars to start. We're talking about somewhere between 50 and maybe 200 thousand dollars to start with. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. If you have 200, if you have a 200 thousand dollar bankroll, and you actually take the time to have the skills which if someone's become a professional poker player you, you probably have the dedication and the intelligence to do it uh, 200 grand you, you'll you'll have plenty plenty of money to, to uh, generate if and you're un- gonna work for you
3: okay a week. and unlike poker where you cannot even today with all the modern software you really can't test yourself and your skills yeah. against a, a synthesized opponent or group of opponents in blackjack I could sit down with a computer program and determine whether I have learned the skills and could get a one percent advantage, and I would know in black and white: yes, you got the chops, or no, you don't. Right?
2: Yeah, you'd have a pretty good idea. I would encourage anyone that's going to put money towards it to get their game evaluated by a professional. But if I watch if I watch someone play blackjack for half an hour, I will know if they're if they're uh, professional or have the advantage or not. Poker, you might you might not know after watching someone play for 10 hours because they could go until whatever blackjack is really, it's pretty, um, black and white.
3: Right. But I, I'm saying even without somebody watching my play, yeah. I could have a computer program that would simulate yep. the exact conditions, obviously not the distractions and not the people coming yeah. over and not getting caught. I understand those things, but as yeah. far as the mechanics of doing the right totally. thing and being able to track a deck and figure out the percentage of the deck that's been used and, uh, taking advantage of whatever local rules there are, I could find out with, you yep. know, I could play 100 hours against the computer, and if I have yep. a 1% advantage, uh, in all likelihood I'm going to have that advantage when I step into a casino, right?
2: Totally. Okay. Yeah, we have training drills on our site that if someone can play hand after hand, after, hour after hour without making a mistake, you know, that's, you'll, you'll know that. It'll tell you if you make a mistake. With, with poker, you might always second-guess. Uh, a bet or playing right. in a hand or holding a hand or whatever that's the nice thing when you lose 20 grand uh counting cards you can have the assurance that you made every decision correctly you don't win every night but you know that that was just negative variance it wasn't that you made a mistake
3: okay so i have a few more very specific questions i'm hoping you can answer so do i have to join a team? in order to be able to make this profit or can i just go out on my own and say i'm going to find the casinos and get enough of them so i don't spend too much time in one and make the rounds and i'm going to do this on my own can i do that
2: yeah absolutely um yeah we had a team and it had less to do with team play like what was glamorized in 21 the movie or the mit story we didn't do very much of that we had a team more to pull resources and for camaraderie um not, not because we're going out to the casino together. Um, we've played solo. There there are plenty of people out there that play solo and make money on it.
3: Well, you, you mentioned something that caught my attention. You said that you could probably tell in 30 minutes or so if somebody is an advantage yeah. player or not. I assume that there are people in casinos that can do that as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be spotted within 30 minutes or an hour or two hours or five hours, certainly within 40 hours. Um Do I have to worry about being barred or beaten up or having the rules changed on me while I'm playing?
2: Uh, Yes, as far as the last one, not – yes, as far as barred. Um, It's it's a concern. It happens, and that is the difference between poker. You know, you're a great poker player. You're a celebrity. People want to play against you and try their luck. If you're good at blackjack, the casino doesn't want to try to, you know, play against you. Um, and they have a right; it's perfectly legal, but they have a right to refuse service to whoever they want. So, you know, you deal with kind of the cat and mouse game of of getting asked not to play, um, getting beaten up. No, uh, that that's not going to happen. If it does, if it did happen, you'd have a you know mid six figure lawsuit uh, against you casino know, on your hands. As far as what what was the the oh changing rules? Yeah, they might shuffle on you do something to try to deter you or or that to actually deter you so we we have to deal with you know um basically you start your career with hundreds and hundreds of places of employment around the country meaning casinos and you slowly get fired from each of them the good news is by the time we've never had a player run out places to play by the time you've been backed off from all of them you go back to them again you play them again or new casinos are popping up constantly or some people go international or some people get into ways of beating other games. But, um, yeah, they're not going to like it if you're beating them.
3: So there's not. OK, well, I understand that as a premise, but there's no book that gets circulated to all the casinos so that I find myself frozen out from every room in Las Vegas. That's just myth. That wouldn't happen.
2: Um, well, I mean, there there are times where you could have a lot of heat. Meaning, yeah, they are sending flyers around with your picture, um, but you know, you can always get play in. You, you can always go into a place, play unrated, um, or or just stay away from Vegas for a year. And then you know, they're not going to be circulating stuff forever. Um, but that that's part of that's part of the job. And you know, it's it'd be nice if you could sit in Bellagio in the high room and just play month on end, but that's not going to happen. You're going to have to move around. You know, we've done different things play, playing unrated. I trained my wife to play at one point and s- signaled to her.
3: You said you signaled to her.
2: Yeah. I would signal to her what to do, just different, different things to get more, more play in. But there are other places where they would let us play for, for months or years. Um, you know, wow. I have a buddy that's, that's doing it professionally and, He played seven weeks straight at a casino, Um, and uh, he said, yeah, it was too bad. I only won $50,000 there. He was disappointed because that was below what he was hoping to get in seven weeks.
3: Well, certainly, if you are a casual player, it's better to know how to count cards and make money as a casual player, even if you're not looking to make your living at it, than not to know. So tell us about your boot camp and how somebody can learn at a boot camp in a way that they really can't learn from a great book by, you know, Wong or Revere or Patterson or any of the other really good uh, guys that write about counting systems?
2: Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, Wong, th- those guys are great. Like, we, we, it was basically Stanford Wong's books that got us into it. So I don't want to say they're old-fashioned or anything. Like, what they've done is, is really great. What we provide is hands-on training. Um, we've played, you know, recently – Within the last year, we played. We'll have other pros there. We'll have guest speakers, but we'll deal the players and we'll help them. Really, you know, if you wanted to get, imagine if you could sit down with Phil Ivy for a day and get some tips. You know, um, it would. I would imagine that would be well, well worth the time and investment if you could do that. And that's really what we want to provide because we we love the card game community. We love teaching people. Um, so that's that's kind of. So
3: how would I how would I take advantage of your stuff? Where would I find you? Uh, how would yeah. I get signed up?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean blackjackapprenticeship.com is is our website. It's really you know a community for card counters. We have video training. We have a forum. We have training drills. Blah blah blah. Um, and the boot camp is really a cool opportunity that we do about three times a year. And you can find out about the boot camp there. We have one on. Uh, November 1st and 2nd Halloween weekend, so we may or may not be in disguise in Vegas. Um, and uh, we'll have two boot camps, one that's really for learning card counting, the, the second is really for learning how to beat the casino in a larger context for people that already are familiar with card counting and are good at it. So it's, And we, we only allow about 10 people in to keep it small and to have really personalized, high-quality training. But, yeah, you can find it on our website.
3: Great. Well, Colin, you've been a great guest and uh, kind of opened up my eyes about card counting. I think I'd really enjoy going into a casino with you and uh, watching you play, which is what a boot camp does. You get to actually have hands-on experience yeah. with the experts. So, great. Enjoyed having you. Thanks, Ben.
2: Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
3: Okay. Colin Jones, who is the guy that runs Blackjack Boot Camp. You can find more information at Blackjack Apprenticeship. We'll be back after a quick break.
4: You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseofCardsRadio.com.
5: Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well then buzz on over to bzid.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail.
3: Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, BZ.com. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO, that's HOCRADIO, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for.
4: Hey, this is Dave Weishottle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 6, 2014. Well, looks like the Revel Casino property in Atlantic City has a new owner. Toronto based Brookfield Holdings will pay $110 million to buy the casino that cost $2.4 billion to build. Brookfield also owns the financially struggling Hard Rock Casino in Las Vegas and plans to keep the Revel property in New Jersey as a hotel and casino. A -a one-of-a-kind report was released by the American Gaming Association measuring the economic impact of the casino industry in the United States. The study conducted by Oxford Economics showed that the gaming industry contributes $240 billion to the U.S. economy, supports more than 1.7 million jobs, and generates $38 billion in tax revenue to local, state, and federal governments. For the first time, a study like this included Native American casinos and online gaming sites. And finally, Olympic gold medalist Michael Phelps finished up an eight-hour gambling binge at Baltimore's Horseshoe Casino with an early morning DUI arrest. Phelps was arrested around 1.30 last Tuesday morning, just a few miles away from the casino. This is the second time Phelps has been arrested for drinking and driving. Apparently he can swim in a straight line, he just can't walk in a straight line. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
0: Some houses are born bad. You're listening to the House of Cards.
5: I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be
1: so stimulating.
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And if you listen to this show, you'll know that we specialize in getting interesting people. We've had models on the show, pro athletes, uh, poker champions, business leaders, all sorts of people. Well, (laughs) I am really almost tongue-tied at the person that we are going to have on now as a guest because she is all of those things. She is a Renaissance woman in the broadest sense of the term. Her name is Donna Fox. She's been a broadcaster, a professional football player. She is a writer. She is also a businesswoman who has a line of natural, holistic cosmetics. She's a great poker player, and we're going to find out. I suspect she will be a great guest. Donna, are you there?
1: I am here. I am here. Thank you for having me, Ashley.
3: Well, we're happy to have you, and I think our listeners would be happy to listen to you. Tell us, tell them uh, a little bit about your background and how it is you have come to be a serious poker player
1: well uh my background for and aiming in regards to poker
3: in regards to poker but i'd also like you to talk a little bit about the other things that you have been involved with in your life
1: okay well i started in television i have about 23 24 years of experience in television uh and i i I worked all over the country, uh, most of which was in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. I've worked also in uh, Oregon, Bend, Eugene, Portland, um, Phoenix, and my, that's my background TV. And I have always kind of dabbled in poker, played a little bit, the occasional house tournament. And um, it was just something fun to do generally on weekends with a lot of the reporters that we got together. I finally played my first live tournament at a, a casino, and I won. So that was pretty exciting. Wow, what uh,
3: casino is that?
1: This is actually the Ahas.
3: Oh, in uh, the San Diego area.
1: Yes, 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 in the San Diego area. So that was a that was an interesting experience because it was uh, kind of like one of those things, you just go in, you don't have any fear. And I just grew to love it and started um, the California Ladies Poker League, where we have monthly tournaments, and our winner of the tournaments at the end of the year gets a seat to the Ladies WSOP. And we also do two charity events a year. This time, uh, our next charity event is going to be for for ALS, because I'm not doing the Ice Bucket Challenge.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. i got to ask you, we've already spoken off the air about broadcasters that you've known, because I was and have been in the broadcasting industry for just about 20 years, uh, and we have some common connections. But I'm wondering if we also have common connections in the poker world. You must have run across my wonderful friends, Linda Johnson.
1: Oh, my gosh, of course I run across Linda. I have. Uh, I was actually, the last time I saw her, was at the ladies' uh, um, Hall of Fame dinner, and I sat at the table with Linda. I love her. Uh,
3: and Jan Fisher, I, I who... I love them both, and uh, I wish I were closer to the West Coast that I could see them more often. It's one of the things I like most about going to Las Vegas. Do you live now in the San Diego area?
1: Actually, I have a place in Vegas and a place in San Diego.
3: Do you play in the San Diego area poker rooms other than Viejas? Do you play at... Uh, Actually, uh... yes. I
1: love Ocean's
3: Eleven. Uh Uh-huh. In Oceanside. Yes.
1: Yes. Look at you. How
3: about do you ever play at the villi- at the uh, play- village club down in Chula Vista?
1: I have played there before. You are <laughs> you're well versed in your poker, see? Palomar Club, yeah, I do you play, play at, at the device.
3: Palomar, The Lucky oh. Lady? Yes. <laughs> yeah, San Diego is is dotted with all sorts of great poker rooms.
1: But not a lot of people know of them, and I've played at them all. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of people know of the little polar rooms we have. What's your they favorite
3: place? To. Can you betray a truck? Can you tell us which place you like the best?
1: I I, I really have to say Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. That group of people that play there, and, and it's just such a wonderful group. And actually, I met uh, Doctor Bus there because at that time when he was he was playing there a lot, and um, so I I love. I, I love that. It's just so much rich history in it. And you get a big variety of people that come from all over that play at that room. And it's just a really great atmosphere. I
3: agree. And it's in a lovely part of the state. And they've got what people don't know is that there are locals in the Oceanside area who come to that poker room just to eat, even if they don't play poker because the food's so good.
1: I really know that card yeah you i'm bet. gonna mention the food too but i'm thinking <laughs> it'll be like i just go for the food i'm not like everybody else i do play but the food is fantastic
3: so i i'm reading your bio and it says in here maybe this was a long time ago although i'm looking at your picture and you look like you're 25 years old maybe it's an old photo <laughs> but it says that you played professional football
1: i sure did i when said, was that Actually, while I was still a sportscaster, and I should not have been doing that on Long Island, I played and started playing there uh, for one of the women's teams. As a matter of fact, um, the gentleman that coached us, um, his name was Dennis, and he played for the for the Jets some time ago, but yeah, well, he coached us, and I loved the sport, and I knew that we were going to be going back to uh, to San Diego, and I still wanted to play, so I decided to To um, get one of the franchises, and and I I owned my own team, and I played.
3: Now, do you own a team now, or did you own one in the past?
1: I owned one in the past, and we kind of dissolved when my, when my daughter went off to college because I had to go watch my daughter play basketball in, in Oregon State. So I got a job in Oregon so I could watch her play basketball. So, yeah, uh, it, it was fun, a lot of work, and it was a great experience. I still know the hundreds of ladies that have played for me over the years, and it's a really, really good experience. A matter of fact, two of them are in my California Ladies' Poker League.
3: Well, I am from Boston, and here we have the former national champion team, the Boston Militia, which is a full-contact tackle f- woman's football team that is uh, supposed to be great. Did you play yes. full-contact tackle
1: football? Full-contact tackle football.
3: Wow. I I am I am amazed. I mean, I'm looking at this picture of you. You look like... You are thin and life and uh, maybe weigh 120 pounds. I don't know. I can't tell how tall you are. What position did you play?
1: I was a running back. Okay. I went to college on a track scholarship, so I did have that going for me.
3: Wow. So we have a few minutes left. Tell us about your book, The Hot Stove League.
1: The Hot Stove League, because sports is my background, and um, the Hot Stove League is a Basically, uh, a love story that centers around baseball and, and one of my favorite teams ever, the Chicago Cubs, because that's my team. And I wanted to do something that kind of spoke of Chicago and uh, the essence of living there and the different areas and how much uh, it's grown and become such a rich city. And uh, it's a love story, and it is a lot about baseball.
3: Is it still available? Is it in print? Can people order it? it uh, It's
1: in print, and it's um, available online, Amazon.com. Also, it's available for Kindle, too, I believe. Terrific.
3: And finally, in the minute that we have left, tell us about, I mean, (laughs) if anyone wants to look beautiful and could find a way to look like you, they would want to know about it. So tell us (laughs) about the natural holistic cosmetic line, which I imagine you use and don't just sell.
1: I use all the things that I sell. I use, it's very holistic, it's about, uh, you know, creating beauty from the inside out because uh, there's vitamins that you should be taking to help your skin grow and especially as we get older and the things that ladies are putting on their faces are making it too difficult to for your skin to breathe and grow and this entire line is all about being very natural and free and being very light and letting your skin still breathe while you're cleaning it properly and using cosmetics when they're supposed to be used and how they're supposed to be used and I do put a lot of education on on the site so So tell us the site let our listeners know what the site is It
3: is djfcosmetics.com. djfcosmetics.com. The book is The Hot Stove League. Actually, Hot Stove League. There's no the. And you play a lot at Ocean's Eleven. And uh, if I go to San Diego, I'll look you up. I would love it. All right. Donna Fox, a wonderful treat having you on as our guest. I hope you can come on again sometime.
1: All right. Thank you, Ashley.
3: You bet. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be right back.
4: Doug, is a FanDuel commercial time. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, it's been a tough year for fantasy football players. Suspensions, injuries, and flat-out busts are everywhere. It's time to leave those problems behind and get a brand-new team each and every week on FanDuel.com. Hey, Doug, who are you picking for the uh, Jets? Defense, offense, players, anyone? Oh, no. No? A wise Jets fan. He said no, people. You know who else is smart? Matt Nichols from Ohio. He turned a $25 deposit into over $25,000 playing fantasy football on FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is paying out more than $10 million every single week this NFL season, but you have to play to win, so sign up today. No season-long commitments and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. The new user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to 200 bucks free, people. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code H-O-C and sign up now. But the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code H-O-C. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today with promo code H-O-C.
5: And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before.
4: Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments and sit and goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust, so you can be sure that borgatapoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at houseofcardsradio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. listening to the house of cards join us online at house of
3: because the house always wins play long enough you never change the stakes the house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along you bet big
5: and then you take the house i've been practicing this speech a little bit did i rush it felt like i that was good i liked it
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, filled with chloraseptic, ah, a little bit <laughs> uh simvastatin, and every other kind of drug to make the. Yeah, I think, me I think get this was cold. just Halls. That I and gave and you. then you just gave me Halls. halls. <laughs> uh, this is House of Cards. I'm joined in studio by my healthy producer, Dave Weishaddle. Well, I, I had the cough drops to give you,
4: so I'm not that healthy. Uh, okay, like, hey, that's hey, true. Uh, do our voices sound better now that we're yeah. sick as dogs? Hey, dogs I do. Sound. Sounds great, doesn't it? I think so. <laughs> So what's cooking this week on Mailbag? Well, I got to ask you, man. I was down in New Jersey last week, and I there was a revelation. I went to uh, lunch at a place, and I saw these bar or tavern leagues or whatever you call them, pub leagues. And I, I just wow, it's interesting. I picked up a pamphlet, and uh, I started to notice them. They're all over the place in New Jersey, and I, I know you uh, set up charity events, I guess, all around the country, or. I just wanted to know more about these pub leagues that, you know. Well, the pub leagues have nothing to do with charity
3: poker. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, that's that's true. I yeah. I do do a lot of uh, charity poker tournaments, but the pub leagues, we actually have had people on to talk about them. I don't know maybe you weren't listening. Well,
4: actually the uh, <laughs> was that Hatteras a, Island? Is Hatteras, Hatteras, Hatteras
3: Island uh, poker league. Wonderful. We had the winner on of this past year and we've had the guy that organizes the tournament. Um the way it works is Typically, a uh, league will have events at different bars or restaurants. Yeah. The bar or restaurant allows the tournament to take place because it brings in buyers of alcohol and food. Yeah, yeah. There are no entry fees, typically. There's mm-hmm. an exception in Massachusetts, which we'll talk about. Uh, players come because it's free. The prizes are usually of three varieties one is you get points based on how you finish yep that can be used for a final event that has some larger than typical prize maybe it's a few hundred dollars maybe it's a free trip to las vegas maybe it's a seat in a main tournament yep and nice. then on the this night is the one
4: that this one has yeah oh, what what's the pro, what what is the name of that tour this one's the world tavern poker oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're all over uh, oh yeah no they're just you can win seats at the World Series yep. of Poker. They have an app. My God, we don't even have an app. Why don't we have an Why app? Why don't we have, we have an app? app, have an app. You I don't want, want an app.
3: app.
4: <laughs> uh, but the, the thing that's
3: appealing is you get the, this camaraderie with people you see all the time. And since each tournament gives out points, there's an incentive to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you aren't very good, if you play every tournament they have, let's say like the Hatteras uh, Poker League, Hatteras Island Poker League has uh, three or four tournaments a week okay. at different venues. If you play in every one, just the law of averages says you're going to get enough points to make it to the final event. Plus, they have prizes, usually very small, for uh, winning or finishing second or third in that daily event. So you can win 25 bucks of uh, bar comps or maybe a $50 gift certificate or, uh, you know, a... Uh, American Express gift cards, stuff like that. So they're fun. They're legal, usually. Yeah, there are yeah. a couple of places that don't allow even that level of gambling.
4: Say that. <laughs> like, like where? I just well, I'd stay like, away from like
3: Tennessee and Kentucky. Okay. Uh, they say that even if there's a prize of value, even if there's no buy-in, it's still gambling under the law, and you are competing for something of value with uh, an uncertain outcome. So it's gambling. Yeah, so They don't allow it, and probably a few other places. Utah, I don't think, allows them. Uh, Hawaii probably doesn't yeah. allow them. But I, heard, anyway. I
4: heard the general rule was it's gambling when there's money in and money out. I well, guess the way they get around it, it's free. There's no money in. No money in, right. and it's a point system, wink, wink. Right. So
3: it's it's not dollars. Right. Now, the Eastern Poker League, I think that's what they're called, the one that's in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, they have an entry fee of sorts. What you do is you buy the buffet. Okay. <laughs> I played in one of these events in Rhode Island. It was great. It was great. You know, not particularly high level of competition, which is good. You know, yeah. I'm a little tired of the everybody being a shark at Foxwoods or Mohegan. And uh, here you have a lot of casual players. People come with their spouses. They come with their parents, their kids, uh, as long as they're 21 or older. They drink a lot. And there's a lot of camaraderie. But here you buy the uh, the buffet for... $25. Oh, okay. But the buffet is typically worth $3, right? <laughs> it's like a sub sandwich. Yeah. Okay. And salad. And that's you know, 25 bucks. Well, or $15. Really or small
4: bucks. meatballs kind of thing? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: for what it is, it's fine. But you're paying a lot more than that. And then they take the money and they give out cash prizes as well as points. So different variations. I love it. It allows poker to exist in a lot of places where it's otherwise illegal. I played in one of these games in Atlanta, Georgia. It was the only mm-hmm. action I could find. I played in one of these games, a couple of these games in Tennessee, uh, a few other states, uh, Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, and I liked it. So I'm all for it. I
4: I definitely have to check it out. I mean, all I I saw, I picked it up in uh, the pamphlet, and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
3: it's uh, an excuse to go out with your buddies and have a good time. It's not really very serious competition. Though, of the best players in these leagues, you'll find people that are every bit as good as the best players that go down to Foxwoods or anywhere else.
4: Hmm. Sounds good. What else well, we got? We have questions from Nevada and New Jersey because based on online gaming, I gave you a, kind of a hint before yeah, I came yeah, in. Yeah. And they want to know where can we pick up some books or some study aids or do you know some web websites that will help them out in online gaming? Just to get them back in the swing of things. Again. Well,
3: there are all they got to do is go on uh, Google and Google Internet Poker Strategy. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm uh, boasting a bit, The book that I wrote Mm -hmm. called Winning No Limit Hold'em prepares people for the kind of games they're going to find on the Internet. Uh, I have a chapter on Internet poker. It's about beating low-limit games. And I think that what you're going to find, especially when these sites start, are a lot of low-limit players, not very good players, who are playing online much for the first time. The higher-limit guys, the guys that were professionals, they're not playing in the Five cent, ten cent, <laughs> uh, fifty cent, dollar, dollar two, two three, two four, or three even three six games that are limited to Nevada residents. They've moved to Canada. They're playing higher limits. They want uh, bigger fields in the tournaments. So I would recommend my book, Winning No Limit Hold'em. There are lots of other resources out there. Frankly, I'm not going to pitch them. Uh, I don't have a list in front of me, uh, but you can go online and you can do research and see. Uh, what others think of the different books and where they were. All right, I that think it? that's all we got. Okay, for. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end uh, this segment of uh, of House of Cards and Mailbag, and we'll be back next week. Until then, good luck and goodbye.